0: Content presented on the following podcast is for information purposes only. The views and opinion expressed from hosts and caregivers are solely given based on the experiences of the individuals involved. Because each person is so unique, always consult your physician, physical or occupational therapist for medical and fitness advice. Are you struggling to help your aging parents or disabled spouse to do everyday personal care tasks? Are you concerned about them falling or you injuring yourself? What is the task that is so difficult for you to help them to do? You are not alone. We can help. Finding a Foothold is a weekly podcast show that invites you to call in and tell us your challenge. Here, you can receive practical tips and strategies from an occupational therapist. And here is your host, Consuela Marshall. Hello, this is Consuela, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of Caregivers Foothold. And this is the podcast where you get to share into the lives of other caregivers, where we get to talk about some concerns and, and some challenges that we all incur, and how we can come together and give some solutions and strategies that can make the caregiving process much easier and much safer. And look, if you all are just new and tuning in, I'm going to introduce myself briefly to you. I am Consuela. I am an occupational therapist, and I've been working as a therapist for over over 25 years. And a bulk of that time has been done in the home health setting. So, as a therapist in the home health setting, I get to work with caregivers and patients who have just undergone surgeries, have new diagnosis or disorders that they are now having to live with. And we're teaching and training and we're strengthening with the goal of the patient being able to function as independently as possible and for the caregivers to be able to assist in the care in a way that is the safest and less stressful, on them as a caregiver and you know what the whole goal is can we keep this patient in their home as long as we can and can we teach the caregiver how to provide for the needs of that patient for as long as they can. And Here at Finding the Foothold my desire is to enlighten the caregiver. Show you tips and strategies that you can use that will make your caregiving process easier. Okay, so enough of that. So look, in today's episode, I am addressing a question that came in from one of our listeners. And this is the question. My dad had to have an amputation of his right leg. He's coming home for the first time. And I am very concerned about whether or not he can stay here in his own home. And if I'll be able to help him and just what I can expect that to look like. And the caller just wants to know if i can give her a little insight what is coming up so thank you caller for calling in and i appreciate the call and i can understand your concern i'll just start by just talking just in general to our listeners that amputations are are unfortunately quite common dad is coming home and he only has one leg so that can lead daughter to know that he's coming home in a wheelchair so in preparations for the wheelchair and daughter, it is it is my hope and I, I do believe it's going to be the case that before you, he leaves the hospital, you'll get an opportunity to go to the hospital and be trained by the therapist on the rehab unit or if he's in a skilled nursing unit to be educated by those therapists on what his skill level is and what amount of help will be needed. And they typically give you this not just at discharge because most of the time there needs to be some type of change done at the home to make that home ready for discharge and you'll need that ample amount of time to look at ramp construction and other things that may take place so daughter if you haven't heard from the rehab unit or the skilled nursing unit talk to the therapist there I want to encourage you to do so because time is of the essence. You don't want them calling you and saying, oh, dad gets out in two days or he gets out next week and you don't have a ramp and you don't have a system in place to allow dad to enter the home. Then that's going to be not a good situation to be in. So I'll just try to give you some of the key points just to start. And I'm going to add also that I'm hoping you'll get home health therapy that will also continue the therapy process when he returns home. But number one, the first thing you want to look at is how can he get in and out of the house. And that's going to differ depending on the kind of house you have. So if you have a house that is like on piers, is not on the ground, that there are steps that enter into the house. Well, that can be difficult. So having a ramp constructed that is going to be the right gradient of slope where it is angled and pitched at the right angle, that's going to allow for easy wheelchair propulsion for getting up and down the ramp. That takes a skilled carpenter or someone with some knowledge about ramp construction to do that for you. So with that, please, ramp construction is something that needs to be considered. So we're in to the house. Another thing, daughter, that you want to consider is just the door openings within the house. Now, I didn't mention that for the house, for the entry door. Most entry doors are typically wide enough to accommodate a wheelchair. The problem often comes in is, will that wheelchair fit into the bathroom and the bedroom? And Those are areas that I need you to know about. And those are things that need to be considered. So right away, just being involved with the therapist at the hospital, finding out what is the width from the outside rim to the outside rim of the wheelchair so that you can already be going through the house and making sure that the wheelchair is going to be able to navigate through the house and through those key doors within the house. And they are the bedroom and the bathroom. And if you are coming into an issue where it is not going to fit into a room, then you may need to repurpose a room where their bedroom is not, the door is not wide enough to allow the wheelchair to fit in, then maybe temporarily looking at can we use a dining room or a den area as a place to set up a bed? Or if they qualify for a hospital bed, to bring in a hospital bed for them to use. Same thing for a bathroom. Accommodations need to be made. You know, and sometimes when people hear that a the wheelchair is not wide enough to go into a bathroom, that it'll never be able to go in the bathroom. But you know, oftentimes, it's not a expensive fix depending on how many inches are you trying to gain in widening the door to get the wheelchair in. You know, sometimes it may be one inch and sometimes you can accommodate that inch by easily taking the door off the hinge. Well, you'll lose the door, won't have the door for privacy, but you can also have the option of putting up a rod and making a curtain privacy curtain that would at least give you some privacy when you're into the bathroom. And another thing I want someone to consider, I want your daughter to consider, is when you're looking at the bathroom door and the light switches and the counter inside of the bathroom, oftentimes those things don't bump right up onto to the door facing, to the molding of the door it may be that there are two or three inches inside of that wall that can be sacrificed to make the door wider. And so what you may need to look at in getting a electrician to maybe move a light switch over two or three inches and looking at if the door can be widened that way. So what we're looking at, daughter, is getting into the house, getting into the Bedroom, getting into the bathroom. Those are the key issues of concern that I have as a therapist is making sure that access to those key areas of the house are available. Now there are temporary ways around those areas, meaning using a bedside commode next to the bedside. But, the, but looking at the option, is it is there going to be the possibility of using a tub bench or a tub seat in the tub so that they can eventually be able to take a shower. Or looking at if installation of a walk-in shower, a roll-in shower is an option. So those are the biggies, daughter. Accessing the house, accessing the bedroom, accessing the bathroom. Now the level of functioning of that individual is separate from the accessibility of the home then you turn to look at what are they able to do for themselves and what is it that i would be required to do and that is what you will learn from the therapists in the hospital and home health therapists and by observation and if home health has not been ordered i want you to notify your primary care physician and have it ordered. Because it is important that you know what are some things that dad can still do. And look, I wanna just tell you right away, dad may not be helpless because he lost a limb. There are many people with one limb that are functioning independently. But it all goes to what is your cognitive status, What is their strength and balance in their trunk for sitting? What is the status and the strength of the leg that is still intact? Now, if we're looking at there's some issues with arthritis in the knee or there is some type of paralysis on the leg that is remaining, then there presents itself to be some major mobility limitations And you would need the ongoing assistance and education of a therapist to sort of help to get that person to their maximum functional status. So to sum all of this up, accessibility into the home and into the various rooms into the home. And, you know. I want to just say it does not, it's not an expensive thing all the time. Moving furniture, rearranging things, creating this open floor plan where you're repurposing a room that is gonna be open and provides ample space for a wheelchair to make a 360-degree turn so that he can move back and forth into in any direction, that's what you want to achieve. And then hopefully, as he has the strength or gains the strength, then we want to look at what are the transfers going to be. How can he get from the wheelchair to the bedside commode? How can he get in and out of bed? Is tub bathing, even a safe option for him? And you're looking at cognition. What can he safely do? Loss of a leg does not mean that their brain has been removed. They can still function at a wheelchair level and accessing things that they need to access when you bring that environment down to that level where they can access them. Or if they have the strength that they can do short-term standing and using safety devices that are put in place that allows them to stand, to access things, and then to return to the seated position to get from one room to the other. And look, I hope I, I hope you can sort of visualize oh, the world of a wheelchair user. There are people born without legs that function. And hopefully, your dad is a candidate for a prosthesis. Yeah, but those don't come immediately. You have to have healing of the amputation site. So I want to encourage you to to know that it's a process. And then when they are home, it is just on the job learning. And it can be done. But it may require that you're off work for a while until you can safely determine what their safety level is. And I want you to be willing to invest in changes in the home if they are able to stay in the home and remain and do well. There are so many changes that can be done in a home to accommodate someone who has undergone an amputation. So I want you to consider everything that I've said and see if if it can work. And if it cannot work because this is a much more complicated issue, then having someone in the home to assist with the care may be needed. And that degree of care and the amount of time that someone needs to be in a home will just vary depending on the level of safety. So thank you for the call into the um the podcast line and I hope I was able to really start you thinking about how the transition home is going to be. And for my listeners, if you have any questions, any concerns about caregiving in the home, what you would like to know to be able to better take care of them to improve the safety, and if you have questions about your loved one's abilities, I mean, what should they be able to do? What can they do that they may not even be aware that Yeah, I I can do that. I want you to consider going to our website at findingafoothold.com and looking at the uh, consult page where there's a free consult that you can can take advantage of where we can devise a plan with some one-on-one training to you and, and them on specific setup of your environment. And it can also be transfer training or any type of training that I can do to help them become more independent and less dependent upon you, the caregiver. So thank you again for tuning into the podcast. And remember, Finding a Foothold cares about how you give care.